You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. We are in week three of our series called Pray. And uh, as you know, this past week, we spent a a lot of time just crying out to God in prayer. And uh, I'm going to close that out today, week three. I'm going to call it Bold Prayers. And then um, next week, we'll start a new series out of 1 John. So we're going to work through the book of 1 John together. And uh, we're going to call that series Loved by God. So if you know people that need to know that they're loved by God, this would be a great series uh, to tell them about. All right, so let's pray, and then we'll dive into the Bible and talk about prayer. Father, we love you, and I thank you for Radiant Church. I thank you for my friends. I thank you for these Christ followers. I thank you for the opportunity to be wholly yours, completely yours, and we ask, Lord, that you would touch us. We ask that you would help us. God, it is so easy for us to slowly become timid, and we ask, Lord God, that you would help us to be the bold witnesses that you've called us to be. We love you. We honor you, and everybody said amen. Amen. I love how in Acts chapter 4, In verse 31, where it says, and when they had prayed, speaking of the early church, and when they had prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they all began to speak the word of God boldly. So there was this connection that they had prayed, and as a result, coming out of prayer, there was a supernatural boldness. The Holy Spirit did something in them where they were bold as a result of spending time in prayer. This past week, we have really spent a considerable amount of time just crying out to God in prayer. And our dream is that we would go into this fall and that it would not be kind of a mysterious way that we would see a harvest, but that you and I would be the change agents on planet earth that are boldly proclaiming Jesus. And so where I want to go today is that that you would have this prayer resonate inside of you. God, make me bold that that prayer, which was in the early church, as we'll see today, was in the Apostle Paul, that that prayer, make me bold, will be inside of you. Uh, When I was 24 years old, I went to my first pastor's conference. I was a young pastor, and uh, it was at a hotel, and the conference was in the ballroom, and between sessions, everybody would kind of hang out, and I thought it was super cool because, you know, pastors drink lots of coffee and eat lots of donuts, and so I was on my way, and I'd get the free coffee and donuts standing out there, and one of my buddies who was a pastor about a decade or or two older than me uh, sat and down next to this lady, and she was just hanging out in the hotel, and he began to talk to her about Jesus. And so he looked at her and he just said, hey, we're a bunch of pastors here and we've come from all over. Uh, are there any good churches in this city? And that was his opening line, his hook, if you will, to start a spiritual conversation with this lady. And she looked back at him and she said, I don't know. And he said, oh, really? And she goes, I don't go to church. And he said, tell me about that. And he had a big smile, very pastoral, so sweet. And he sat and he talked to her for about 20 minutes. And before long, she's crying and she's opening up about her spiritual life. And he's talking to her about Jesus. And I'm sitting there with my, my, my mouth open going, man, this guy's good. I, man, I got, I got to be like that. Like, whoo, I got to work on that. And so later that day, true story, I, uh, I'm walking to the elevator and I get in the elevator and there's this lady and she's about the same age as the other lady. And she was, you know, probably in her 50s, and I'm just thought, here it goes. I'm going to give it a shot. So I took the exact same phrase that he used, and I said, excuse me, are there any good churches around here? And she looked at me, and she said, what? I said, are there any good churches around here? And she goes, uh, oh, yeah, there's one about three blocks down on the right, da 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 And I was 
Like, okay, uh, do, do, you, do, you, do you go to church there? And she goes, yeah, I go sometimes, I don't know. And she kind of blew me off again. And, and I said, oh, well, do you like it? And she said, it's all right, I guess. And she's a little bugged. And I said, well, tell me about it. And she looked at me, she said, goes, son, are you looking for some church? Some, are you looking for some chicken or what? And I said, no, 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 I'm not, not church's chicken. I'm looking for like, 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 I'm talking about church. Like, are there any good churches around here? And, and, uh, and needless to say, I feel like I'm failing at that point until I said, I'm a pastor and we're a bunch of pastors that are in town. And uh, I just wanted to know if there were any good churches. She still didn't answer my question. She looked at me and she goes, you're not a pastor. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm a pastor. She's like, you don't look old enough to be a pastor. And I'm, now I'm like insulted. I'm done. I'm like checked out. This is exactly how I thought things were going to go. And... And she was like, uh, she goes, I go, no, 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 I am. And I'm backpedaling. I'm giving up on evangelism at this point. <laughs> and then she looked at me as I'm getting out of the elevator. She goes, I guess you can be whatever you want to be these days online. And I was like, I'm out. I'm out. You know, and, <laughs> and I say that to say, because I think for all of us, you know, for all of us, there is inside of us this desire, like, all right. You know, I want to be bold. I want to I I say the things that God's called me to say. I want to do the things that God's called me to do. But one of the whispers of the enemy is to take former failures and say, you're out. You're not that great. You can't do this. One of the whispers of the enemy is to get you to compare and say, you know, other people are better at telling people about Jesus, maybe even with their actions or their words representing Jesus to other people. And I'm, it's just not my thing. Sometimes the enemy will even look at you and say, actually, you're introverted. This is for extroverted. And, and it'll kind of be, well, I'm out because of my personality. But I want you to lock in with the idea that as Christ followers, we have biblical examples of the apostles being bold and the opportunity of us as the church of Jesus Christ is to stand in the place of being bold today. And my hope and my prayer is not that we would walk out today with teeth-gritted, resolute determination to be bold, but that we would leave today with the prayer that was in Paul's heart, in our heart. God, do a work inside. I need God's help to be bold. My, my prayer is that you would have that prayer in your heart. So in Ephesians chapter 6, there's this great prayer that Paul prays. And all throughout Ephesians, Paul has been looking at the church in Ephesus and saying, I pray for you. So in Ephesians 1, he says, I pray for you. I pray that you would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation that you might know God better. And Ephesians chapter 3, he prays that prayer where he says, and I pray for, you. for this reason, I bow my knee that you would grow in love and that you would know the height, the width, the depth of the love of God. And he's praying for them. He comes to in Ephesians 6 where he's saying, and I, and I pray that you would put on the whole armor of God. And he starts talking to them about, uh, 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 he says, I'm praying for you in Ephesians 6. And three times he says, I pray for you, I pray for you, I pray for you. But then in Ephesians 6, 19, we get this statement where Paul reciprocates it and he turns to the church in Ephesus and he says what he wants. Now you would kind of wonder, what would Paul want? Like if Paul could pray for anything, what's he going to ask for? I mean, Paul's, Paul's obviously taking the gospel to the Gentile world. And if he were to pray consumerish prayers, they would make sense. I mean, after all, he's been beaten with rods for the gospel. After all, he's experienced being chained 
to guards for the gospel. He's currently writing in prison. He could clearly say, hey, and pray for me that I get some good food up in here. Hey, and pray for me that I won't be in jail much longer. Hey, and pray for me that I would have a better circumstance. After all, I am doing this for God and life has gotten hard. But I want you to catch what's in his heart as he asks for prayer. He says, but pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me that I might fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. In the NASB, it says boldly. In the ESV, pray that I would preach the gospel boldly. NIV interprets it fearlessly. It's the same idea. It's this. I want to be bold. I want to be fearless in finishing the mission that Jesus called me to do. So here's the unique thing about a bold prayer. A bold prayer is, a pr- this prayer for boldness is actually a prayer, not for self, but for others. So Paul would say in Acts chapter nine, Jesus appeared to me brighter than the sun. And he gave me a mission and a purpose. And he told me to take the gospel to the Gentile world. And I want so desperately that others would come to know him. Here is my prayer, not for me, but that I would be bold so that they might know Jesus. Here's where I want us to get as we conclude our series on prayer. That in addition to the prayers of petition, oh God, I ask, and we keep on asking, and I love those prayers. And we talked about how we come to God like little children and that he loves to give good gifts to his children. And little ch- giving little children good gifts is a beautiful part of prayer. The God who loves to just bless kids, the God that loves, he wants to take care of your health. He wants to take care of your needs. But here's where you move toward. In addition to those prayers, it matures into this prayer, not just for me, God, but for the sake of others. I desire that you, God, would make me bold so that I, God, can help others. Because you've been given a commission. You possess a purpose. There are people that God wants to use you for that they might come to know Christ. And the temptation for us is to say, nope, I'm not that great. That's for somebody else. Or that's for the church program, however the church does it. Or that's for the parachurch ministry. Or that's for the website. That's for the magazine. That's for my friend who has different spiritual gifts than I do. That's for anybody but me. But I want you to lock in with not David looking at you today saying, oh, come on, go be a witness. But that you would lock in with a heartfelt, open-hearted prayer that says, God, come do something supernatural inside of me. God, make me bold. God, I pray that I would walk in boldness. Because in Acts chapter four, I love the story where Peter and John, they've just been preaching. They've been heralding. They've been speaking about Jesus. Because you know the story in Acts chapter three where the lame man, is. they pray for him and then he's healed. And so all of a sudden they're thrown into prison for preaching and And then they come before the officials and the officials look at them and they're threatening them. There's this moment where it's speaking about the officials that says, 
when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they knew that they were unschooled, ordinary men, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Here's what I want you to catch. It was the boldness that caught their attention. It was the boldness. One version says that they were astonished. It was boldness. It was like, what? Why, why would they be so bold? Why would Peter and John be so bold? Well, they'd been with Jesus. They had seen that he resurrected. They had seen that he ascended into heaven. They'd been filled with the Holy Spirit. And now God was using them with supernatural strength. Holy Spirit at work, and Jesus had warned him. Jesus had told him, hey, you're gonna have to stand in front of officials. Hey, be ready. And so they had this bold witness when it was time. So imagine if we, coming out of a prayer week where we've been praying, we've been crying out to God, oh God, have your way in our city. Oh God, have your way in our families. Oh God, have your way in our marriages. Imagine if coming out of our week of prayer, if we became the answer to our own prayers. Like if it's not this mysterious, like God kind of help people suddenly know you, but if God's saying, I've called you to be a bold witness, I've called you to declare the gospel fiercely, fearlessly, boldly. And my prayer for us is that that would take place, that we would grow and that Paul's prayer would exist in us. And here's the reality. Paul was already bold. Like, it, 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 you've, got, you've got this bold reality in Paul, right? I mean, Paul in Acts, we find Paul and he's preaching in Lystra, right? And then they drag him out of the city. They stone him. And the scripture says that they leave him for dead. You gotta look pretty messed up to be left for dead, right? I mean, that's bad. And Paul, who knows what he looks like as he's been left for dead, walks back into the very city where he's been preaching and he preaches the gospel. We would look at that and go, pretty bold, right? Pretty decent, right? Like not bad. And here's, the, here, here's what's going on in Paul. He's going, I am bold. I, I've, I'm already, I am declaring Jesus to the Gentile world. I've been beaten with rods. I've been shipwrecked. I've been stoned. But here's what I'm praying for. While I'm walking in boldness, I want you to ask God that I would continue to be bold. So prayer is not an event. Prayer is a lifestyle. Because it's not uh, this event. It's, no, I, I am bold, but I want more bold. I, I, I want to keep walking in it. So our prayer as the church of Jesus Christ is that we would be bold. We have boldness, but we're asking for increased boldness and pray also for me. Hey, you, pray for me. I, I want to grow in boldness. My prayer is that that would grow inside of you and that you would invite other people So, to pray for you in that way. So here's what we often do. All right, and I'm okay with this. You're sitting in a small group. You're praying with your spouse. You're praying with your kids. And here's, here's what we mostly do in prayer moments, right? Like maybe it's the prayer group, like everybody in the hand, you know, holding, holding hands and, you know, it's the squeeze factor. And you're going to like, did you ever do this? Or is this Nazarene childhood coming out? Um, so you pray for someone, and when you're done, you squeeze, you know? Or if you're, like, super kind of timid, you're like, I'm not praying, just squeeze, bam, 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 you're on. I'm not touching it, you know, that's, no? Okay, anyway, uh, that's how I grew up praying. You, you get in a circle, and then, or if you're really, like, you know, if, if, you're, if you're a little bit nervous, then you just say, unspoken, 
You know, people are like, I just pray for his unspoken. I don't know how you pray for it, but anyway, bless the Lord. And so I, I think that a lot of times what we do in moments like that is we just, we, 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 we would think, pray for me. And we just think about us. Like, hey, pray for my, I need a new car or, or pray for me that I would, whatever you need. And I think that's good. I think that's fine. But I want to encourage you to add this as Radiant Church. Not just be thinking about me, but be thinking about your mission, like who God has called you to reach. And so then your prayer is not just me-centered, but it's other-centered. So it's this, pray for me, pray that I'd be bold. Pray that I'd be bold. Even more than pray that God would do a miracle in their lives. So that they, but no, God has commissioned his disciples. God has commissioned you. Like, guess what? You are the church today. Like you are the people that he's using today. So a prayer that says, and pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me that I might fearlessly, boldly make known the mystery of the gospel. In Acts 4, you actually have the first prayer of the apostles is a prayer for boldness. So they're being persecuted for their faith, right? Peter and John, after, after he, uh, leaving the officials, after getting out of jail, they go straight to a prayer meeting, right? And in Acts 4, they go to this prayer meeting, and here's what they pray for. It's interesting. They come before God, and the early church prayer, the first prayer meeting looks like this. First, I think it's cool that at the prayer meeting, they've got some people to go to, like they've got some friends. And I want to encourage you, get connected. Like they're united with friendships. And I think that's key and critical uh, that, that we have relationships and people that we pray with. And if that's not a part of your life, I want to encourage you to figure out, man, maybe it's praying with some friends. Maybe it's praying with your spouse. Maybe it's just praying, praying with your family. Uh, that's what I do with my family. We just call it tribal Bible, right? <laughs> like that's it. We just, we pray together. But get some people that you, that you pray with. But then in addition to being united in friendship, they actually pray the scripture. In Acts 4, they're praying Psalm 2. So that's one of the things that we, one of the reasons why the prayer meeting is so critical for us at Radiant Church. And every Wednesday night, we gather together, we're united, we're friendships, we're, we're gonna be together. And then we're gonna pray the scriptures. So every week, we just open up the word of God and we pray a scripture. We're saying, okay, God, have your way. And then the next prayer is for boldness. Like the first prayer that the early church prays is God, give us boldness. So I think that boldness is something that in the 21st century church is not always on our tongue. Usually it's just for us. It's, hey, I got issues. I got stuff. I need some prayer. And here's what I would encourage you to. In addition, I'm not saying as a substitute. I am saying in addition. In addition, he is still the good, 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 good father that wants to give you good gifts. That is still him. And he is also looking at you and saying, hey, at your university, at the business park where you work, on the baseball team. You are my representative with your words and with your life to boldly proclaim the good news of Jesus. And so I wanna encourage you, no matter what your personality is, no matter what you feel like your gifts are, I wanna encourage you not to grit your teeth I'm not asking you to do something. I'm asking you to pray something. My only goal today is to get you to make this prayer a part of your regular prayer life. Make me bold.
Because, because boldness is behavior that comes out of belief. So if deep-rooted, you believe. I mean, if it's at your core, if you're Peter and John, we saw him with our own eyes. I mean, we were there when he died, and we were there when we saw him with our own eyes three days later. We saw him ascend into heaven, and he came. I mean, he, wore, he told us this day was going to come, and then he said, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. I mean, we saw him. We, and so they've got this belief, this, this conviction that's so strong that it's easier to be bold. Now, when that grows inside of you, you'll be bold too. How do I become bold? Prayer. Get on your face before God. And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they took note that these men had been with Jesus. If you'll be with Jesus, if you'll walk out with this greater conviction, because one of the things that happens in our culture where there's constantly skepticism and cynicism is it's easy for us to just go, I'm not so sure. I just don't know. And if you're not sure, you, 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 you will not be bold. But if it's a relationship with Jesus, Holy Spirit's taking up residency inside of you. You're walking, talking, hanging out with God. Here's what happens. Boldness increases. And I'm not just talking about like fire-breathing street preaching, okay? I know everybody's scared. Like, oh, no, I joined the wrong church, Right? <laughs> Here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about as you live your life, both what you speak and what you do, that you are helping people see Jesus, all right? So it's word and deed. So here's Paul, and Paul says, and pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me. Here's what I wanna encourage you with. Take Paul's prayer, make it yours. God, give me words to say. Give me words like I wanna actually speak it. I wanna actually say I want to actually have on my tongue, not just the guys at church, the guys on TV, the guys on the radio, the fill in the blank, but you. All right, I get the privilege and the opportunity to be a witness, someone who tells what they have seen and what they've heard, and I want to stand before Jesus and have finished the assignment, the commission, the task that he has for me. I want the, my prayer life to be so much about what is on Jesus' heart, and his heart is that there would be a great multitude from every tongue, tribe, and nation, so I don't just care about me. I care about others, and so for the sake of others, God, make me bold. God, make me bold. And you finish the small group. How can we pray for you? Well, I'd like a new car. Well, I'd like new clothes. Well, I'd like that. And it gets to you. And instead of going bam, bam, and, you know, skip, unspoken, here's what I want you to say. I want to pray for boldness because here's what's starting to grow. It's not a confession like you're spiritually elite. Here's what you're saying. I want to care for other people. And you know what? Right now, 98% of my thought life is about me and my comfort. But as a Christ follower, I know Jesus has invited me to be a part of his great commission. And there are people, whether it's one or two or 10, whether it's for hundreds of teenagers to encounter Jesus this summer, whether it's for the teenagers that gather together on Tuesday nights at Radiant, whatever it is, whether it's the poor in Kansas City, unreached peoples around the world, the person that sits next to you at the cubicle at work, not only is it more fulfilling to help to live so that the destiny of others is rescued because heaven and hell are realities? Not only is it fulfilling, but it's eternal value. And so 
it's a statement that goes, all right, God, let the prayer of the early church be inside of me. God, let the prayer that existed in Paul be inside of me. All right, and pray also for me. Paul believed prayer mattered. Paul was trying to get as many people as possible to pray for him. Prayer was not just a token, cute little thing. It was, no, man, I'm gonna try to mobilize as many people to pray that I might be bold as possible, all right? And so we wanna grow in that, okay, my prayers actually matter. Your prayers actually matter. And so I want you to pray for me that I would be bold and I make that my prayer. God, make me bold. And just like the early church, God, help me to be bold. And Paul says this, pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me, Words may be given me, and I just want to stop there for a minute because I want to invite you to start thinking that way. Oh, no, David, I, I, don't, I don't want to actually use words. Uh, I, I like to finger paint the gospel. I'll, I'll draw a picture of the gospel. I'll be kind to people. I'm not a talker, okay? I get that, except for this. I don't want to over put people in our categories of introvert, extrovert, and make up a category called justified timidity. Here's where we want to go. Paul prayed, I, I pray also words may be given me that I might fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Uh, what, what would happen if we just said, that's my prayer too? You know, like actual words, like, like that I would say it. Because as long as you're just serving, everybody in American culture is okay. If you serve and speak, there's an issue. So as long as we're just serving, everybody's kind. But when we say we're serving in Jesus' name, that's like, ah, right? Okay. And so what we want to do is we often want to come up with a way where we can just serve but not speak. And I am saying there's the time to serve and there's the time to speak, but we don't pull back from speaking a part of our call as the church of Jesus Christ in 2017 is to be witnesses, is to speak boldly, is to say, let me tell you, with my life and with my words. David, are you saying that we speak without love? No, 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 no. With our words and our deeds, our lives personify Jesus. So we serve and speak. It's word and deed. And so people come back and they say, no, uh, my favorite quote all time St. Francis of Assisi, preach the gospel, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. <laughs> That's how I get out of that. Except for St. Francis of Assisi said it. It's not in the scripture. And ironically, St. Francis of Assisi was a preacher, just saying. And his point was, we need to always preach the gospel with our lives. It was not to say in the absence of our words. He was just making the point. Don't let it be just word and not deed. So our response Oh, God, I have been called to be a witness. Yeah. So, God, I pray that I might preach the gospel fearlessly, that I might say, give me words to speak. Help me to say it. And you say, well, I don't know. People don't like preachers. <laughs> Thank you. It's my life. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say this, guys, we live in a culture where there's a whole lot of preaching going on, right? There's preaching on the radio, there's preaching on television, there's preaching online, there's people articulating, whether in written form, mobile media, video, movies, ever, movies are preaching, internet's preaching, people are saying what they believe all the time. 
And oh, the tragedy if the church of Jesus Christ is timid and silent. It is our call. Preaching is not a dying medium. It's very much on the rise. And if the enemy can get us to be quiet and silent and timid, he'll be happy. Because what Paul prayed is that we would be bold, is that we would be fearless. And it is hard. It is challenging. We want with our lives the love of Christ and with our words the message of Christ to show, show Jesus to a world that so desperately needs him. And so our prayer is that as we go into the fall, we're praying for a great harvest. We're praying that there would be people that come to know Jesus, but it's not kind of just ethereal. Just, it's like this. No, God, let me be the answer to my own prayers. Let me put feet to the prayers that I prayed. God, use me to be a bold heralder, a bold witness. Lord, use me. When Renata and I were dating uh, and engaged, uh, she worked as uh, a waitress at a restaurant, and I was working as a youth pastor, and uh, we lived in Oklahoma City, and we got married, and we immediately moved uh, to Colorado. And after we'd been there about a year, she got a letter in the mail, which if you don't know that is, it's a piece of paper that's <laughs> folded, and it used to come to your house. Um, it's, I, it's like hardly used anymore. But anyway, and Ed, uh, she got a letter from this guy, uh, and she opened it up, and it was just this. It was just, Dear Renata, I just want to let you know that I've given my life to follow Jesus and a significant influencer on my life was the way that you lived your life and talked about your church and Jesus uh, during the year that we worked together. I just wanted to let you know because I know you're all about Jesus. Now, here's why I loved that. I, I hated it because I was scared that he was hitting on my wife, but <laughs> I, I loved that if you know my wife, Renata, my wife, Renata, is the opposite of an in-your-face you know, kind of preacher type person, right? My wife is kind of introverted, kind of quiet, but very clear on who Jesus is, right? Today, I'm not saying, man, change your personality. Here's what I am saying. Add this prayer to your repertoire. Oh God, make me bold. Add this prayer to what you say. Oh God, make me bold. You come around the circle. Oh God, make me bold. Here's why I believe God is going to do great things with us helping people know Jesus. And I think it's easy for us to get used to having other people be bold witnesses. But I want to invite you to start to just ask God to soften your heart so that you too might see yourself as I, because then the opportunity comes. Like it just happened to me last week. I'm sitting with a guy in a taxi and a friend of mine, and he starts talking to the driver, and he is so eloquently sharing the gospel, and he's so good at it. And then this, just this little lie of the enemy just comes in, just goes, yeah, you're pathetic. And you know what? In moments like that, it's tempting to just punt, go, I'm out. Other people are evangelistic. Tell you what, God, I'll do the prayer meetings. <laughs> I'll do what I can do. But here's what I want all of us to see. Not comparison, not a justification, but just this, God, make me bold. Because here's this dream that I'm dreaming about. I am dreaming, and I want you to pray with me. I'm dreaming about our church being a hub where my dream, thousands of young people would gather. And they would come in broken, addicted, 
angry, insecure, and that we would have this church that maybe about, it'll take 40 to 50 to 60 of us. We got music going, worship songs, and we got sessions, and we got just session after session where kids be, are able to just kind of take their cold heart, get before God, get cleaned up, let the Father speak that reckless love song over them, that there's a Father that loves them. They come out of this prayer time not focused on themselves, but whew, I'm gonna be a bold witness. I wanna see others experience Jesus like I just did. And I believe God is gonna use us in our city. I believe he's gonna use us to do that with young people. I believe he's called us and invited us. No matter what we feel, we have this conviction. We will walk in supernatural, God-given, not personality-driven, but spiritual boldness. Amen? If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory@radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radian Church, please click Give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radian Church? Check out radianintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radian Church Podcast.